Okay, you're gonna love this. Which pension is better for you? How are you going to retire richer? So I did the maths for you. I'm going to zoom in. Okay, let's assume you're 40 at the moment, but I will do other ages in other videos, so like and follow for more. And you hope to retire at 65, and your current income is 55,000 pounds, okay? Different countries this would, of course, not apply to. This is for the UK. Workplace, your pension is workplace, all right? Now, your pension pot, let's say, at that age is 350,000. As I said, I will work with other figures. Your pension contribution is 5% of your salary, and your employer's contribution is 3%. In retirement, let's say you want to have 100,000 pounds. Now, this is where it gets worrying, and I'm going to compare workplace with a personal pension, and it might just scare you. Your pension could give you this much each year, 77,472, well short of your 100k a year you want. Remember, we said your income is 55,000 and these are your contributions. However, what are the assumptions? Let's just look at those and then I'm going to compare it with if you did not a workplace pension but a personal one, i.e. a SIP. All outputs in the calculator are estimates, of course, based on the following assumptions. This is your only pension, other than the state pension. Your employee or personal pension contributions include only basic rate tax relief. Higher rate taxpayers claim more via self-assessment. Your pension fund grows at a steady 4%. That's not guaranteed. You use the whole pension pot to set up a drawdown scheme, okay, to get your uh, 100000 target from retirement. You take a fixed income from your drawdown scheme starting at your chosen retirement age and lasting until age 88. All right. Your drawdown fund achieves a steady growth of 4%. So you're drawing capital and obviously the income is growing with the depleted amount of capital left in there. Estimated pension income does not include any state pension, etc. And, and ignores income tax because that can obviously change if any is due. Now, what would happen if, again, you're 40 and I'll do different examples. So do follow and like for more. The age you hope to retire is 65, but this is now a personal pension, okay? It is now a personal pension we're going to go into. Your current income is the same, 55,000. So a personal pension means a SIP, self-invested personal pension. Your pension pot is currently, again, we'll assume exactly the same, 350,000. You're contributing a thousand pounds per month. This is per month, okay? Into that from your income of 55 thousand in retirement again you're hoping for a hundred thousand to be left with well your pension could give you a hundred and five thousand in fact you're over contributing you could contribute less what were the assumptions though similar assumptions only pension excluding state your employee or personal pension contributions include only basic rate tax relief same as the other one your pension fund grows four percent same as the other one you use the whole pension pot to set up a drawdown scheme like the other one you take a fixed income, like the other one, until age 88. Drawdown fund achieves steady growth of 4%. Again, estimated pension income does not include any state pension and everything else. So why the massive big difference? Well, it actually comes down to your contributions. And this is where people get things wrong. There's a couple of important lessons here. Firstly, it's not either or. You don't have to have either workplace or a SIP. The second thing is, of course, with a SIP, you might do better than 4%. That's why I have a SIP, because I know by buying Microsoft and Amazon and Apple, I'm going to outperform the workplace pension I could have with a pension fund manager, even though there's employer contributions at 3%. 
because I know, for instance, this year, the kind of returns I've got. But I know I've got that ability to pick those stocks. So a self-invested personal pension might not be for everyone. So it's not an easy choice to make, and you should um, make sure you research all of this, of course. But really, the bottom line becomes you should be, if you can't afford to, maximizing how much you use in a SIP outside of your workplace pension rather than just either or so that you get a better retirement. Now, you might say, forget that. I just want to sell the world today and I don't care about a better retirement, in which case that's fine. But really, the bottom line lesson for me is if you've got the ability and confidence, then have a SIP and pick those stocks yourself. If you don't, then try and save more if you can outside your workplace pension contributions in a SIP because you can have both side by side. And at the moment, as the time I'm uh, at the date of speaking, £60,000 is the total you can have in your pension contributions in a year maximum. But there's limits relating to you know your income. Anyway, I've given it in very outlined terms. There's lots of caveats. Uh, but I hope that was um, some a little bit more explanation that could help people. And I will, I will uh, do more of these videos with different examples on the calculations and so on. Have a look at arpishpatel.com forward slash links. Um, if you're in the minority of 10% who would like to be handheld on, well, okay, how do you go about picking stocks in a SIP potentially? How do you learn that? So have a look at that as well. Thank you very much. Hope you found that interesting.